Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's our two, a Wildcat Insider, Mitch Fortner, Wyatt Thompson. He's the voice of the Cats, A.J. Shaw. Is our uh, studio engineer today? The phone number is 785 537 1350. Make sure to stick around because we have K State men's basketball tickets against Oklahoma tomorrow night to give away at the end of this segment. And uh, that's a seven o'clock tip tomorrow. Pre-game coverage here at six. Wyatt Thompson, Stan Weber on the broadcast. And um, yeah, we'll give away those tickets in the end of this segment. So if you know, you can uh, definitely go to the game, use a couple of tickets, and you can pick them up tomorrow between eight and five. Get ready to win. It can be like Tim from Riley, who won the tickets earlier uh, in the show. Uh, Going to get to more hoops here in a minute. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk women's basketball here in just a second. Um, wanted to give a shout to Tyson Neighbors. He's been named a preseason first-team All-American today by D1 Baseball. That was announced earlier today. Unanimous preseason All-Big 12 selection, first of all. And, I mean... Shattering records as a sophomore, 185 ERA, 10 runs allowed, earned in 48 and two-thirds innings, and uh, led the Big 12 with 11 saves. And now he'll be back for uh, another season with K-State, and obviously he's a huge part of K-State being a preseason top 25 team, according to D1 Baseball, and select to finish fifth in the Big 12 this year. So good uh, good to see Tyson Neighbors getting all these preseason accolades not surprised no and very very deserving and a terrific talent those numbers that you rattled off there um, I'm sure most of your listening audience has a pretty good feel if they're not baseball experts that those numbers are impressive and they are and you think about that type of ERA at 185 I believe you said you have <laughs> 10 earned runs over 48 innings. Uh, that's that's crazy good. So uh, it's nice to start the year with a guy like that at the back end of your bullpen, right? I mean, that's oh, for that's, sure. that's monster. I think What's it's up? just incredible. He had 86 strikeouts. What is it, like 48 innings of work? I mean, he's averaging close to two strikeouts per inning. That's insane. Power pitcher. Yep. Yep, throws the heat. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's good. Can't wait for baseball. They're going to be good. Yeah, not too uh, yeah. not too far from now. February February sixteenth, MLB Desert Invitational in Scottsdale is where they'll open up the season with three games. and And typically, it's been you know early in the year. You, you're hoping the uh, the colder weather leaves the area. That sure. way, that you know when the, the the home schedule opens up two weeks after the uh, the season gets underway, it's a little bit warmer. But you know, K-State baseball season around here, it's <laughs> not the warmest in the first month of the season. But they're only going to be actually on the road for the first week. And then they come home for their opening series against Holy Cross. But they'll have three games in Scottsdale. They'll have Cal, Boston College, and Georgetown. 
and then they're going to play um, at Arizona State on a Tuesday. So hopefully that'll be a nice little RPI game. You betcha. For the Cats. I think they've tried to increase the non-con uh, strength of schedule this year after sure. just missing a year ago. Probably, frankly, should have been in, and they were not. So uh, let's see if they can go do something about it this time. Well, I mean, and it, volleyball was also, you know, they were in the same boat. No doubt. You know, this past season, this past fall, where they definitely had a resume to get into the tournament, but because of RPI and they ended up playing. Not, you know, the, the, the results really didn't matter. They ended up playing games against teams that were not good and had terrible RPIs, and that ends up hurting K-State at the end of the day. So, yeah, very annoying um, for K-State baseball and uh, and volleyball have to go through that the last calendar year. I, I will say this. I love how Pete Hughes does those long road trips at the beginning of the year because those, are, I think, are great for the team because they get to bond together, they get to know each other, and when you got new guys coming in, I think that's just perfect. Well, and I love the I love going on the road trips because that way you get to hear the behind the scenes, uh, like pregame pep talks. Sure. And Pete Hughes is a great pep talk coach. <laughs> Number of times, and I've done those opening road trips. Not doing it this year, but the opening road trips, you know, wherever you know, Texas or California, Arizona, wherever we've gone and. And we're at breakfast or whatever, or lunch, and we're not. We're getting ready to head out to the ballpark, and he, and he always talks to the team beforehand, and just you know, listen up, boys. Here's this, here's that, and it's always good stuff. It's really good stuff, um, and I'm always pumped up for my broadcast after I hear that. You know this about me. I love baseball. I love baseball, and I love baseball guys. Pete Hughes is a baseball guy. <laughs> um, he's terrific at what he does, and can't wait to get it going. Uh, meanwhile, um, K-State women's basketball, new AP Bowl, AP Bowl comes out today and has K-State jumped from four to two, and K-State women continuing to win without Aoka Lee in the lineup. I, I, you know, I don't know if this, I don't think this was supposed to happen, guys. Aoka Lee, your All-American center, not with the team for roughly four weeks due to an ankle injury, needs surgery, that's now done. Um, so hopefully she's back in three-ish weeks now, um, maybe two and a half now. But um, I mean, last year it was a grind. I mean, they didn't win any road games in Big 12 play last year without Aoka Lee. They didn't win a single road game, period. Um, it was a real grind without her. Now, because of that experience, they're more, more prepared for this kind of moment. Prepared to where they have beaten KU – on Saturday, they beat by BYU, and they went on the road in the midweek last week and beat a top 15 Baylor team, 58-55, without Aoka Lee. They're 3-0 without the best player. Yeah, I, I think the win in Waco against Baylor just carries so much weight because you're talking about a ranked team, a team that has kind of somewhat handled this league for a long, long time, and you... Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think that was the first road game they'd played without Yoki. Um, right. And and <laughs> going there is always hard, and they found a way to do it. And then I'm almost as impressed with you come back home, you are off just a tick. You don't play necessarily your best basketball uh, on Saturday against BYU, and yet you find a way to win on a day where – 
you uh, you shot just thirty three percent in the first uh, quarter, and you shot two of sixteen in the second quarter, and still won the game. Right? I mean, that's that's pretty impressive if you do that. And I, you talked about you know learning to play without her last year. That's so important for for the Glenn twins and Sundell and Gabby and what have you. But man, that's it's impressive of what they're doing. Impressive. Well, and they certainly wouldn't be in this spot with the without the kind of defense they're playing this sure. year. I've, I'm a broken record at this point, bringing up how good. I mean, their defense has been. They're a, they are a top. I mean, when it comes to categories defensively, they are a top ten team in so many categories, and that's incredibly important with this team. They're the best te- defensive player, in my opinion. They're the best defensive team in the nation. Now. In the BYU game, it was really tough for them because they drew a matchup downstairs that you would have really liked to have Aoki Lee because BYU has a strong forward named um, her last name uh, Lauren Gustin, who finished with 25 points, 21 rebounds. They just pounded it inside. It was just an easy go to the lob. I mean, it was like, oh gosh, this is what this is what opposing teams go through when they have to play against Aoki Lee. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's this, it can be this painful. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but when you score 25 points in a college game, I don't care who you are, that's, that's a really neat thing. But it is a boatload of work to get 21 rebounds. You have to be really, really good to do that or dominant or all of the above. That's, that's a heck of a game, and, and she also played all 40 minutes. And made twelve of twenty three shots. That's that's a heck of a stat line. Yeah, I mean, doesn't come out of the game. Crazy. It's just a, she's real, she was real strong, like laser jacked. She's real strong. I mean, it's really tough person to guard, especially one on one, spread out. If even if you are uh, an Eliza Moppin or a Gisela Sanchez or even who I don't know if she's the strongest in the weight room, but when she flexes her biceps in the pregame uh, video, she may be the strongest player on the team. And Gabby Gregory. Just it was really tough to guard Gustin, and she was really good. Um, but K State found a way to win, and it came down to a, a couple of buckets. K State getting to the free throw line, boy, they for a while could not buy a two for two trip. I don't think they had one until Serena Sundell had a two for two trip with like two minutes to go uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, you know what? What other? What else has been a big key for K State in Aokali's absence? is somebody stepping up off the bench that normally doesn't start and making an impact. And, I mean, we saw, um, you know, a couple of uh, – in the KU game, Zy Walker have a really good game. Against Baylor, um, it was Eliza Maupin, 16 points, 9 rebounds, perfect from the floor. She also had a good game against KU. And then in the BYU game – and, you know, I, I felt like before that game, I kind of wrote her off a little bit because she was trying hard to play the five spot. She isn't a five, but she's trying. But she was picking up a lot of early fouls. This was Gisela Sanchez line in the Baylor game. No points, no rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers, no free throws. Four and a half minutes but three fouls against BYU. Seven of 12 from the field, 18 points, three rebounds, one steal, two assists, a foul in 23 minutes. And what was really important, 
three of five from three point range. Sure, she is. She, she has represented Spain on a national level, and we knew going in this season that Gisela Sanchez could be silently a really good shooter and be a pretty big spark off the bench. Hasn't had the best season in the world, but when K State really needed it against BYU, she was coming in she with some there. key plays. Yeah, great point. For her to get 18, following the stat line that you read in Waco, probably tells you why K-State won the game. <clears throat> As I mentioned, they were off a tick that wasn't like they normally are, but I think you probably look at, yeah, there was a couple of monster plays late um, by Sundell. I, I remember Zy Walker hit a big three pretty late in the game, but for Gisela to have 18, that's... Man, that's big time. Well, I mean, in the Baylor game, I mean, Gabby Gregory was also really big. 16 points. It was three of six from three. Yeah. It took her a while to get going in the BYU game. Serena Sundell has, I think, done a great job, at least offensively, trying to put this team under her wing, being the leader, being trying to kind of this court general in guiding the team to victory. I mean, she had in this last game against BYU, Serena finishes with 14 points, seven rebounds, eight Assists. I mean, she was knocking on the door of a triple double, and against Baylor, um, Serena goes sixteen points, five rebounds, three assists, and four steals. So she was getting done on the uh, defensive side as well. That's another player that has really grown up thanks to that season last year without having um, Aoka Lee. Now, you know, it may be fitting for Terrence Sides now because it's been kind of every game another True. player steps up, and Terrence Sides has been really quiet in Big Twelve play. Her numbers have really been cut down. Uh, I, I should say minutes have really been cut down since Big 12 play started. She struggled a little bit. Um, it would be poetic if it was against Oklahoma because Oklahoma for f- years had Taylor Robertson, who is the Big 12's leader all time in three-point field goal makes. She's from McPherson, and she was just a killer from three. Well, Terrence Sides can be a sharpshooter, and I think she will be in her career. She's. I'm getting this from Randy Peterson. Randy, actually, before our press conference we had last week with Mitty, he mentioned that Taryn Sides most likely will be like a Kindred Wiesman. And Kindred, you know, started out really good as a freshman, and then when Big 12 play rolled around, really slowed down, hit the brakes, wasn't playing as much, but then she turned into one of the best point guards when she played junior senior year, one of the best point guards in the country. Agreed. Yeah. And I – excuse me. I would tell you I'll be surprised if if Taryn doesn't end up being somewhat similar to that. She has all the basketball feel um, that you could you could want. She's learning. There's no doubt uh, adjusting to the college game, but I I love the way she competes. Um, she just she gets the game. She gets the game. I think that's probably the best way to say it. It's unreal what this team has been doing so far. They're twenty and one. They are nine and zero in the Big Twelve. Both best starts ever. They are the number two team in the nation. They've only done that for one week in program history. One week ever, and that was week three of the o two o three season. So this has been over two decades in the making to get back to this level of K State women's basketball. Yeah. And this will be a monster week for them. Big. Uh, uh, they're on the road twice, Oklahoma yep. and then Texas. What, Wednesday and Sunday, I believe. Yeah, and, and uh, of course, K-State's already beat them at home. Yeah. But now it's the return trips, and 
you know, it'll be interesting to see what can K-State do against those two on the road without Aoka Lee, especially mm-hmm. against Texas, because Texas is really athletic. Oh, yeah. And they are athletic at all positions. And they have depth. So that's going to be a really tough ball game. Against Oklahoma, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think K-State can go win a game. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, It's, you know... It seems almost impossible for K State to just go continue this run and get through all these games without Aoka Lee and go undefeated. Like, that's definitely not the expectation. First of all, it's the Big 12 Conference, it's the second best <laughs> conference in women's college basketball. Right. So it's a really tough ask, but what a, I mean, what a courageous, gritty, tough three wins that they've pulled out so far without Aoka Lee. For sure. Like I said earlier, this probably wasn't the way things were scripted. If you ask the national riders, because there's even somebody that was like, well, we're moving them up in the poll, but are they really the number two team in the nation without Aoka Lee? Are they just moving up because, well, all these other teams are losing? Well, I mean, did we forget that they beat Baylor without Aoka Lee? That's a top 15 team. I would say they earned their way to the number two team in the nation. No doubt. There's no question in my mind. Yeah. So I'm trying to get that writer on the show, and we'll talk about it. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, that's going to be a six o'clock tip on Wednesday. We'll have it here on K Man. So, very much looking forward to it. I I am their biggest fan. Oh, for absolutely sure. their biggest fan, and I love the the gab goat thing. And everybody now, you know, they're embracing it. They're getting their own baby gab goats. That's a lot of fun. I, I you know, that that's just another storyline to what this season has been. But it's also like, uh, you know, the story of this team to me has been its defense. The The offensive numbers aren't going to be like, oh, my gosh, man, they're, they're shooting that but that well. It, it's not like that. They're not one of the best shooting and scoring teams in the Big 12. But, man, is their defense phenomenal. It's because of Gap Goat. You think? It's because of the mascot. Yeah, absolutely. It earn, earns its change after those seven gaps, three stops in a row. I don't know how, how many they had against BYU, which, by the way, all that I forgot to bring that up. So the BYU win, unfortunately, ended K-State's streak at 13. 13 consecutive games of not allowing opponents to score 60 points. Really? 13 straight. That's impressive. That's And obviously, with winning now 14 in a row – K-State has not lost since playing Iowa, what was that, the day after Thanksgiving? So K-State hasn't lost since November. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Sure enough. Let's take a break. When we come back, so obviously we just talked about it. It's a big week for K-State women. It's also a huge week to get things back on the right track for the K-State men. That's coming up next. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. 
It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Next. Wyatt, I, uh, I blew it. I was supposed to give away those other uh, those two other Oklahoma tickets at the end of this last segment. Sorry, folks. I uh, just have to stay with us a little bit longer here. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll do it at the end of this segment. AJ, make sure, remind me, if I forget, uh, cut me off and say, Mitch, give away the tickets. Nope, I will take the blame. That's on me. So uh, into this segment. Well, we're back into men's hoops now. We're, we're on topic for the tickets. So uh, two tickets for tomorrow's game against Oklahoma, uh, which is at 7 o'clock from Bramlage Coliseum. And uh, if you want two tickets, make sure to or get ready to call in at the end of this segment for uh, your chance to win if you can come pick them up between 8 and 5 tomorrow. Uh, really, the theme of the top theme of the segment is what's coming up for K State. It does include Oklahoma, and then a return trip to Gallagher Iba Arena to play Oklahoma State for the second time. Um, your toughest two game stretch is now in the rearview mirror. And uh, Drum saying, I want to play a clip from his press conference earlier today. I thought he had a neat stat, a neat stat on how hard it is in the Big Twelve especially so far this year, to go win on the road. 11 of the 14 teams in the Big 12 have lost back-to-back road games. Six of those 11 played back-to-back road games and lost both. And so, you know, what just happened, we just played two ranked teams on their home court. Uh, They're probably both two top 10 teams in the country and lost a close one at Iowa State and then uh, ran into a buzzsaw. So we move on. Yeah, I mean, solid stat really is – I mean, it doesn't completely, of course, justify losing those games. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I, I you know, ask any fan, I'm like, did you, you know, it, it was going to be really hard, extremely hard to go win those games. Iowa State was a winnable game. You felt like that one maybe in a way both got away from you. You had your chances to take the lead. But also, I mean, there were definitely some calls that didn't go your way. And that really sucked. Um, Houston is insanely good. <laughs> that is a Final Four team. That is the the best defense in the nation. And by the way, shooting the ball had a really good night. Had a really good first half. It was more of a 50 uh, more of an even game in the second half, but I mean was, you know, was Houston really into it? You know, the game was over. They were up big heading into half. It just wasn't K-State's chances just weren't there really in Houston. Um but those two games are behind you now. You know, K-State this season we knew they were going to have to go in what is an unbalanced schedule now, you knew they were going to have to go on the road and play at the toughest environments the Big 12 has to offer. Meanwhile, for KU, you know, Bill Self has the argument that, you know, maybe the uh, the Big 12 title now isn't as prestigious anymore because of the unbalanced schedules. Well, whatever you think about that is fine, whatever. Um, but they have to play the toughest home and home schedule. This your home and away schedule against the teams they have on their on their uh, on their schedule, but what comes up next for K State is Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, KU, BYU, TCU, Texas. I mean, it is a tough stretch, sure, but it's not just consecutive games now back to back on the road against the two toughest defenses in the Big Twelve. So what I'm trying to say is, yes, they lost those both those two games, but it's definitely not the end of the world. This team can definitely still be a tournament team. The number of the record of nine and nine was brought up earlier, and I agreed with Drum Tang that said if you get to nine and nine, you absolutely deserve to be in the uh, in the uh, NCAA tournament. And I agree. I think there's no doubt if you get to nine and nine in the conference, you're into the NCAA tournament. But 
now just remember, K-State no longer has that stretch of really back-to-back difficult road games. There's actually one other stretch this year that K-State will play back-to-back on the road at Cincinnati at KU. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough. Cincinnati's better than you think. They are 32nd in the net. Just a couple of other thoughts here with with work to do. You're you're right. It's there's still a lot of season to go and you, your schedule is so so tough that just playing these teams helps you if you can win a few of these games. But they need another quad one win or two or three For sure. or whatever you want to say. They're one and three in quad one games and seventy third in the net today as we speak. Put into perspective what you talked about a moment ago with the with the tough road trip. Houston's one in the net, and Iowa State is ten. Yeah. You realize Houston is six and two against Quad One. <laughs> that's that's pretty hard to beat. They are well, really good. Well, and where's Oklahoma at? I mean, I don't imagine Oklahoma. Well, they're in the middle thirties. The last I look, let's oh, look okay. at the, let's look at that. So that'll be a Quad Two, right? Yeah, Since Oklahoma's thirty four in the net, and they are two and four in Quad One games. Well, I mean, the the big key is can K State win a game or two? At least in Big Twelve play, you know. Other than the other than the West Virginia game, I mean, can they go to a BYU and you know? Well, I mean, Oklahoma State Saturday that to me is a must win. You, you, you can't afford a slip up in Stillwater against a team that's struggling like Oklahoma State. Yes, they just beat West Virginia, and that's great for their first Big Twelve win. You don't want to lose it. I don't think any of these these two games they play this week. You can't afford to lose. I mean, I guess you could maybe, but you definitely don't want to lose those games because then, well, you just don't have any momentum before KU comes into town a week from today. Yeah. OSU, by the way, is 138 in the net. So if you can get to this week going into next Monday as we talk next week, previewing the KU game, uh, and you've got a chance to win three in a row here, certainly things would look a lot better. And I know the coaches are not looking at it that way. I, I know how they think. They're thinking about tomorrow night at uh, 7 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk about Oklahoma here in just a little bit. But they've lost back-to-back home games to uh, Texas and then, of course, uh, to Tech this last weekend, 85-84. But they are a different-looking Oklahoma team than they were last year. We'll, ex- we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Let's go ahead and take that break because I mean the key here was and the the, the topic is, you know, does K State can they win these home home games home wins are incredibly important now uh, because it, it's just going to be tough to go win on the road and the way I feel about this K State team like, you know, do I think they're going to get better or worse? I don't really think either. I think what we know about K State now is what we're going to get. They're not going to get any worse. I don't think they're going to get a whole lot better they're going to have to grind out these home wins which they have done so far on the road is a different animal but it's also the big 12 and that's the expectation it's just about going if they can steal a win or two on the road against a quality opponent is going to be the difference if case they can make it into the ncaa tournament all right before we take a break here's those tickets we're going to give away Two tickets, K-State men's basketball against Oklahoma. Tomorrow night, Bramlage at 7 o'clock for the tip-off. If you want to go, you can use two tickets, and you can pick them up tomorrow between 8 and 5. Now is the time to call in. 785-537-1350. Again, the phone number, 785-537-1350. Call number 6 is winning the tickets. We'll take a
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Break on Wildcat. I'm just enjoying the, the Biggie Smalls as we come back into the show. The what? Notorious B.I.G.? Oh. Why, you don't? You probably don't have a favorite rapper, do you? <laughs> I do not have a favorite rapper. You didn't get into I don't it, think I it? could give you a name of a rapper. Is, is oh, Biggie. come on. You know no, a few out there. No, I don't. Honestly. Seriously. AJ, name us a rapper. We'll see if Wyatt knows him or, or, or well, her. I'll give you just a simple one, Tupac. Tupac? I've heard the name. I, I, I literally could tell you nothing about Tupac. Nothing. What okay. about Ice Cube? I've heard it. Dr. Same. Dre? Same. Could you, could you name more Ice Cube movies than songs? Doubtful. <laughs> you ever seen the movie Friday? No, sir. Oh, that, add that to your list. Is that right? Yeah. Because okay. I know you're a big movie guy. Yeah, I I am. I love him. Don't see as many now that I as I once did, but <laughs> Well, we're back on the Wildcat Insider. Mitch Fortner, the voice of the Cats, Wyatt Thompson, AJ Shaw is here with us as well. Give away the tickets. I'm out of them for now, unless something comes up. Um Two more tickets given away for K-State Hoops against Oklahoma tomorrow. David from Manhattan has won my last pair of tickets. Cats trying to come off this two-game skid on the road. They're back at home. Meanwhile, Oklahoma is 15-5. and five. I believe they're still in the top 25, right? They're 22nd, 23rd, something like that. I think they are. They're 23rd in the AP poll and 24th in the coaches. Well, Oklahoma and K-State have something in common. That's they've both lost two games in a row. But for Oklahoma, they are both at uh, home. They lost to Texas 75-60, and then that heartbreaker to Texas Tech, they lose by a point, 85-84. Why, what should we know about the Oklahoma Sooners? Very different-looking team than the one that we saw a year ago. I'll, I'll refresh your memory on some of the names of the players that they lost. Grant Sherfield, really good player. Tanner and Jacob Groves, Jalen Hill, C.J. Nolan, give you – just a, a few names. The guys that are back, uh, probably without a doubt, um, uh, Milos Yuzan, who's their point guard, is the lone returning starter, and Otega Owe, who last year played in 28 games with nine starts. Those two guys are certainly uh, probably the lead guys on their team in terms of the returners. Uh, Godwin, Sam Godwin, their five-man, uh, has played a couple of years now at Oklahoma. Two guys in that starting lineup, though, that are new, that are really, really athletic, and I think will create some problems for K-State. One is their four-man, Jalen Moore, 
uh, transfer from Georgia Tech, good bouncy athlete. And then Javian McCollum, who's from Fort Myers, Florida, and uh, went to Siena, good scorer. He only had seven points in the game uh, Saturday and didn't shoot the ball very well, just two of 11. But he's been really, really good. 36% from three, 43% from the field, takes a lot of shots. And then they're they're about three-ish deep on the bench. Um, a transfer from Utah Valley, one from Pitt, and one from Oregon. Um, John Hughley's the big guy. You'll recognize, you'll you'll know who I'm talking about when you, you look at the body. Six ten and about, eh, let's say he's tipping at about two seventy five probably. And then uh, the Darthard kid uh, on the wing shoots thirty three percent from three. And Rivaldo Soares from Oregon, he had 19 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists on Saturday. That's a pretty good day at the office. That's pretty good. I was interested to see how Otega Owe would do this year. You mentioned him. It's tough. Yeah, he, what, what, how many starts last year, 8 or 9? Nine? 9. Yeah, and I think he was coming off the bench against us when they played in Manhattan last year. And Interesting. K-State, I'm sorry. I'll just add this. Those 9 starts, all at the end of the year. 9 consecutive starts at the end of the year. So he was really making his way when last year ended. Well, and he wasn't a three-point shooter. He's more of an inside scorer. And, I mean, he kind of killed us last year with 18 points. Yep. I mean, he was 8 of 12 from the field. I was like, this kid's a freshman. My gosh, he's going to be a pretty good kid. Does he transfer after this year? He didn't. He sticks with Porter Mosier. And now he's averaging 14 points a game. He's added the three-point shot to his game. I'm surprised he doesn't shoot it more, actually, from three. Um, because he's, I think he's only like he's maybe two a game, maybe, but he's like 53% from three. Yeah, he's made 17 of 32, and he's shooting 54% from two. Yeah. Uh, so he's doing a really good job. Um, I mean, this is a four star kid. He's got a brother that started yesterday for the Ravens. I mean, it, clearly he's an athlete, and he's 6'5, 215, and really strong. Um, they didn't win the game Saturday, but they were in it because of him late. He could make some really tough shots on the drive and those kind of things. Just a good quality. And, and here's the thing. When you put more O.A., McCollum, and Usan together, that's pretty good athleticism. Now, Godwin's a little different. He Not that he's not a good athlete, but not to those guys' level. He's more of a you know, just add to it kind of guy. 6'10", 235, good passer, moves around a little bit, do some things. But those four other guys that start are really good athletes, really good. Two years in a row, Porter Mosier has misheard something I've announced and made a substitution and then got angry um, with me, kind of, but really kind of got into it with the officials because they were confused about fouls. Okay. That has happened two years in a row with Oklahoma in town, so – do we make it three for three? Find out in Bramlage Coliseum tomorrow night. There you go. Interesting. Uh, Porter Mosier, though, I, he's a cool guy because I've interviewed him a couple of times at Big 12 Media Day, and he's always cool about, you know, of course we can talk shop, talk about the game. You know, with, with the Media Day stuff, that's what they talk about all day. Right. Let's talk about other stuff. Right. You know? They probably enjoy that. It would yeah. get a little different type of question in there from time to time. We got, talking, we got to talking about the Footloose soundtrack. At one point, I'm like, it, the, the the conversation just got so sidetracked. I had a blast with Porter Mosier. He's, he probably talked to me for 15 minutes, and he was supposed to move on and do other stuff, but we just <laughs> shoot the breeze for a while. He's a, he's a cool guy. Uh, it, you know, of course, I'm not an Oklahoma fan, but I, I do like, and of course, you know, his, you know, um, Loyola Chicago, you know, kept us out of a Final Four, but he's a neat guy. 
um, it's cool to have him see him having some success because I was wondering, like, okay, if this isn't a good year for Porto Mosier, he may be on his way out of of Norman. So, you know, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for him because he's a good guy. Well, let's uh, let's put that into perspective, okay? First year, nineteen and sixteen. Yep, not a bad start. Last year, a little bit of a dip. They were fifteen and seventeen retooling with some of those better athletes I was talking about, now you go 15-5. and five. So they've already equaled last year's win total. And they're currently, what, 3-5 and five in the league? You know what they were a year ago in the league? 3-15? and 5-13. and 5-13. and 13. That's not great. So they're better. And they're ranked. So... I think most people would have them in right now as a tournament team pretty handily. There'll be a tough out. Let's take our final time out. We'll finish up Wildcat Insider next. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Uh, take a look at this week in the big 12 of men's college hoops. Uh, very interesting week for Houston. Two big road trips. They have Texas tonight. Then they're at KU on Saturday. Nice of the uh, Big 12 to, to yeah. do that to them, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That, you know what happens to everybody, and we uh, you played that bite from Coach Tang earlier. That's the hard part about the league. You're playing hard games night in and night out, and to play two road games like that in a week is really, really difficult. But I'm anxious to watch Houston at Texas tonight after we were just there and seeing how good they are. I, I get it that they're on the road. But wow, are they good at home defensively? Texas has had a real up and down Big Twelve so far. With I mean, they they barely squeaked out one against Cincinnati, but they've lost to Tech, UCF, West Virginia. I mean, they they, they kind of a similar schedule as KU. They're losing against teams they you wouldn't expect them to lose to. Yeah, and I think with Texas, it, it's kind of interesting. It seems to me like the guy who's playing really really well right now is Dylan DeSue. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're getting out of what the other guys that they necessarily want. I mean, Tyrese Hunter's been good. I don't know that he's been great. But this team right now is DeSue and Max Asmus. Asmus can score, man. He's he's really – he can score at all three levels. He's way good. Interesting to see how Texas Tech and TCU plays out uh, on Tuesday. They'll play at 6 o'clock. Um, and they really love each other. They're, that's yeah. a family thing there. No, I'm kidding. That'll be a war. Uh, Wednesday, KU hosts Oklahoma State. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Sorry, Mike Boynton. Good guy, but uh, <laughs> not going to get it done uh, in Lawrence. Um, nothing too great on Wednesday. I don't know. You may be surprised. I think UCF can well, give Baylor okay. a run. Yeah, UCF hosting. If it's at UCF, yeah, yeah. maybe give the Knights a chance. Um, you know, Johnny Dawkins has already kind of uh, proven some few people wrong about how well they'll play basketball. So I thought UCF basketball would be the team that has the toughest adjustment to the Big 12 because UCF basketball hasn't been good for a while. Yeah. Th- this is a more athletic team than you think, though. They led for a large part of the game at Cincinnati the other night. 
only to fall late. They just did not play very well. They kind of went into an offensive funk in the last five or six minutes of the game or maybe even a little bit longer than that. But for about 30 minutes, they were clearly the better team, which says something to me because I think Cincinnati is more talented than you realize. They are. Yeah, and they are. And they've yeah. been pretty competitive. And their coach, um, tough. He's a little guy, but he's tough. People say he looks like me, or I look like him. He's my doppelganger. <laughs> yeah. I forget his name, but it, Cincinnati is that team well, that is the good team that nobody knows about, really. Yeah, it's Will Wade, isn't it? I no, not remember. no. Um, look, look it up real quick for me. I'm, I should. I'm firing myself for not thinking of that right off the top of my head. Uh, I forget. West Miller. West Miller. Oh gosh. Uh, West and and he is. I think he's a really solid coach. Yeah, really solid coach. Beautiful arena too, by the way. Um, real quick, does the camera angle at B or uh, at Baylor just irritate the heck out of you? Yeah, a little bit. It's it. I don't know that they can do anything about it now, though. Not this year. No. I mean, they're still building, so you never know. They'll maybe make the adjustment. All right. <laughs> it's time for us to wrap up, Wyatt. Thanks for stopping by once again. Absolutely. For A.J. Shaw, the voice of the Cats, Wyatt Thompson, I'm Mitch Fortner. That'll do it for Wildcat Insider.